Welcome to Season 4 of Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky. This podcast is not just information, but impartation and activation. We believe that every conversation will encourage, equip, and empower you to live the daily supernatural life. Subscribe to this podcast and then share every episode with your friends and family and be activated. Welcome to another adventure in the Holy Spirit. I'm your host, Jared Lasky. I want to encourage you guys, if you need to receive the baptism with the Holy Spirit, I have a free PDF available for you in the podcast description, in the, in the podcast notes. You can download that, go through it, and go through the steps, the biblical steps on how to receive the baptism with the Holy Spirit. You guys know the Fireborn Ministries, we exist to see Jesus awaken this generation to the power of the Holy Spirit. And today, we're going to have a great conversation with Dr. Venner Alston. Amazing book out called Encountering the Living God, Unlocking the Supernatural Realm of Heaven. I'm about three quarters of the way through this. This thing is biblical, it's experiential, it's chock full of scripture and divine wisdom. So please help me welcome Dr. Alston to Adventures in the Spirit. Welcome. Hi, thank you so much for uh, having me on your program today. Well, it's an honor. It's a pleasure. You know, I've been going through your book, uh, Encountering the Living God, and I am loving it big time. I would like to, I normally don't do this on my podcast. I usually don't read from the book or whatever, but there were some things that stuck out to me. So if you don't mind, you, you wrote this on page 25. The Bible, which is the logos, must be the first and final perspective we embrace for our lives. Understanding that God is a God of patterns and processes provides safeguards to protect us from error. Any revelation that violates the patterns and processes of God must be discarded quickly. It is vitally important for believers to guard their lives carefully from flaky opinions and teachings that violate the patterns of God and the rule of scripture. Mic drop right there. I'd love for you to kind of go into detail about that. We, uh, you know, I'm in the charismatic world. I love the church. I love uh, the body of Christ. But there are some things that are out there that, that we tend to say, oh, that's God, that's God. But it's not. There are biblical patterns to that. So can you expand on the insights I, God give you? I think that uh, when we look at the supernatural realm, we're not always uh, uh, paying attention to the fact that when it opens, the realm of, of heaven opens, right, where God is, but there's also another dimension that's also open. And we feel like because it was a supernatural experience, it must have come from God. That's not always true. And so we need to understand the pattern and the process of, of scripture so that when we have these moments in time, we have a place of measurement. We have the ability to go to the word of God. We have the ability to discover things about the character and nature of God, whereby we can then say, I had this encounter, but it does not lead me toward him. It, it violates the rule and the pattern of scripture. So therefore, I can't embrace this. If we could do those simple things and not just bask in the fact that something supernatural occurred in our lives and not have a way of knowing the origination point. And that, when I wrote this book, I think was the big thing that was on my heart, that was on my mind, because we tend to not always pay attention. If I'm in this moment, where did it come from? Who originated that? And how can I prove or validate that it has come from God 
scripture talks to us about who he is, his nature, his principles, and his pattern. And if I'm familiar with that, I then have a place to recognize whether God is doing this or not. Yeah, I love that. So you, it's chock full of scripture, and I love it that you're, this is talking about encountering the living God, but you're leading people in wisdom and discernment in the biblical narrative on encountering Jesus through and through. But also you share some hard truths in there. And this is something I've never talked about before. So I'm actually kind of skipping ahead on some questions. So remind me later to re reverse back. But you mentioned yoga and Christians. There is a movement of what they call holy yoga and things like that. But I saw this TikTok the other day. You know, um, you scroll through TikTok and there are what they call awakenings in yoga. Yoga might be a deemed harmless, but it takes you further and further uh, into these awakenings where this video is really just uh, demons manifesting through people. So you hit on that and how Christians are deceived. Can you elaborate on that? I can. Um, as we have become more conscious as a culture about health, being more healthy, exercising and all of those things, um, there have been there has been so much that is open up to us that's available to us. And uh, I became aware in conversations with other believers that they would go to the exercise uh, club and they would enroll in a class that was based in yoga. And it, it took me back for a minute. I'm just like, well, don't aren't we recognizing um, the source of that? And uh, in my personal spiritual walk, I want to say this and hopefully not be offensive. Um, I really believe that if we would just believe the word of God, I believe that there are that, that, that we would be better off. Uh, I believe that there are some things you cannot sanctify. And I've heard believers say, oh, just sanctify it and just go ahead with it. No, if what we're doing is honoring uh, demons and honoring devils, how do you sanctify that? So it was my caution uh, to believers to say, we, sh we need to stop and pause a moment and pay attention whether it's yoga and exercising, whether it's a statement like, I'm sending you good vibes. Really? And so, <laughs> and it doesn't resonate with me because it is not based in scripture. And what I say to people is before you pick up uh, a statement, a, a euphemism, before you pick it up and you make it a part of your way of speaking, take the time and do the research and find out where did that come from. Right, I agree. You can hear God's voice and prophesy. Every person with the Spirit of God living in them can be used by God for entry-level prophecy. Entry-level prophecy is the starting point of an incredible adventure in hearing God's voice and prophesying. Prophecy encourages, comforts, and edifies people. And our heart is to equip and educate you to hear God and prophesy, walking it out as a lifestyle. And that's why we created Entry-Level Prophecy eCourse on CharismaCourses.com. Through this powerful eCourse, you will be equipped to hear God and to prophesy. You will gain the necessary biblical understanding needed to take a step of faith and speak what you hear God saying to see people encouraged, comforted, and edified. In this course, you'll learn about the fruit of the Spirit, the character traits of God, how to receive and deliver a prophecy, 
how to judge a prophecy and what foundation you need to prophesy and what heart motivations are necessary to prophesy. When you enroll in this e-course, you'll also have access to bonus materials and our live coaching sessions. Go to charismacourses.com to purchase entry-level prophecy and learn how to hear God's voice and prophesy. We need to define our terms. We do. In, in this day and age, I hear people throwing around words like inclusive or accommodate or identify. And what I mean by it is different than what they mean by it. And we think we're speaking the same language, but we are two totally different worlds. Absolutely. Uh, it, I noticed that just two years ago, I was, uh, I was at a missionary film school in YWAM. And when I said the word trigger, you know, it, it meant something different than triggered emotions, right. you know, a totally different generation of people. So we need to define our terms. But what I love about your book is you're getting people back to the basics, back to encountering the living, living God, not just not seeking encounters, but seeking him. But you do define your terms. Uh, so you talk about portals, gates and doors. And that's something that as Christians, we need to define our terms what is biblically speaking there's a there's a difference right biblically speaking what are portals gates and doors come in comparison or contrast to what the world believes they are right and i and i think that when we're looking at that i'm going to say it again it's the source on the other side, Jacob lays down in a moment in time, right? There's family trouble. He's deceived his brother. He and his mother have conspired to uh, uh, deceive the father so that he receives uh, the firstborn inheritance. He's running from his brother. He, I can only uh, imagine that he's panic stricken. You know, he's full of fear and he lays down in a place. And in that place, uh, heaven opens. So what I talk about portals and I talk about gates and I'm talking about doors. I'm talking about access points, uh, uh, moments in time where God pulls back the veil that is between eternity and this timed place. And we begin to experience something, see something, hear something. Uh, we gain knowledge that we may not otherwise have had. And he awakens from that moment and he says, Surely the Lord was in this place and I did not know it. So just because uh, the gate is open, the door is open, the portal is open, the access point, just because it's open, it does not mean that God is on the other side of that. And I'll say one other thing regarding this. I, uh, I have counseled believers that have a very strong prophetic dimension. And in that, they are often in the midst of encounters that they're not sure how to interpret those moments. And what I usually say to believers is, in those moments, pause and ask the Lord, is this you? Why am I seeing this? Why am I hearing this? What do you want me to know? And if we would do that, ask the questions and then search the scriptures. We would then find that we are interpreting these moments and we're not just plunging head along into uh, doors, gates, and portals that could be demonic in its origin. Yeah, that's right. On page 31, you said this, 
Encounters not only lead us to God, but they also unveil his plan and intentions for us. In the midst of encounter of an encounter with God, providential and redemptive aspects of his nature and character are made plain. Encounters are immensely intimate. Oh, I just I just feel the weight on that right there, right there. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. Can I even go on right now? Oh, yeah. thank you, Jesus. Mm. Hallelujah. It's your show. You say what you want right now. I'm <laughs> I'm in the way the kabod of God right now. I'll, and, and let me, if I can, share with you for me what precipitated the writing of this book. I've had moments over the course of my life that I've not had language for. I've seen things in the realm of the spirit that I did not know how to describe them. They were weighty. Um, I think I talk in the book about uh, times in my life that I would pray and I would ask the Lord, bring me to your throne room. I didn't even know what that meant. Bring me to your throne room. And I would pray it over and over and over and over. And I'd be in my prayer closet and I'd be praying this. And one day, God came. I had no language. I didn't know what to expect. I had been praying something. And in that moment, the fear, the reverential fear of the Lord came into the room. And I say to people, I understand what John in Revelation, I understand what he meant when he says, I fell at his feet as dead. And I, and I felt that. I was already kneeled, but I was just flattened to the floor and I began to just weep. And it felt as though the closer God came to me or I came to him, the more of that kabod, the more of that weight was upon me. And in my finite human mind, my first thought was, I'm gonna die in this closet. My husband is gonna come home and he's gonna find me dead in the closet. And, and, and of course I wasn't gonna die, but I had no language and I didn't know, who do you ask about these moments when the weight comes, when the weighty presence of God shows up? So I'm, 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 think, I'm processing this, right? And the other thing I wanted to say in this moment, cause I started out to talk to you about what precipitated the writing of this book. I was hosting an event I've always had encounters, but in this particular service, there was a weight of heaven that fell on me unlike anything I had ever stepped into. And for me, I describe it as a revelation for one moment that I could see the door in heaven open. And I, the Spirit of God just took me into this deep, deep birthing, this deep, deep travail. And in, in, in all of that, I was getting delivered. I was bringing forth something. There was a mix of things that was happening. But what was apparent to me was I could not get up off the floor. And, and, and the way that I was positioned was face down as in the prayer position. And I think this is the way that God wanted me. I just dropped 
And ultimately, this was the position that I assumed. I am telling you, I was captured in a way unlike any other time other than once that I've been in. And I lost track of, of time. I felt like I was the only one in the room and the room was full of people. And at whatever time I could finally get up off that floor and it wasn't easy and it took time. When I finally opened my eyes, I could not locate myself in a room that I had been in thousands of times. I didn't know where I was. And I started, I'm trying to get my bearings and I look around at people and what becomes apparent to me is I am still someplace else because the people in the room in front of me look to be two inches tall. The, this is what precipitated this book. And the Lord says to me, I look, I see this door open. And he says, for what I will do with you in the days to come, this will be a place that you will need to visit often. You will need to believe me to, to roll back the veil of eternity and pull you into a place that is unfamiliar that you might see what's in my heart, that you might know some of the things that are coming, that you would know and would have answers to questions, things that you don't understand. You want to put them in front of me. This is, this is the access point. And I will tell you this, when I will say it to your audience, that door is open, not just for the Venner Austins of the world. That door is open to everyone. That's right. You know what? I've got a bunch of other questions, but um, I sense the presence of the Holy Spirit on us right now. Dr. Venner, can you pray for people to encounter, have a real true encounter, with the living God, be led of the Spirit. May they have wisdom and discernment, but encounter Jesus through this time right now because the the kabod the glory of god is here father i thank you for your desire that we would encounter you that you would encounter us and i pray for every individual that will hear this broadcast that will see uh this 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 production it's more than that you are are encouraging us to come into this place that you are inviting us into. I pray for them that even right now, God, they would experience such a weight, such a weight of heaven that drops on them, that forever changes them, that forever changes them, whether it's healing encounters, whether it's revelatory encounters, salvation encounters, God, don't let us miss these moments. And I activate faith in all of us to believe that these moments are for us, that it brings us, they bring us to places of conviction. We know something, not just because we know it, 
We know it because we've experienced this deep realm with you. I release the anointing of activation to step into the realm of encounters, dream encounters, vision encounters. For those that we prayed for that are outside of the realm of fellowship with you, in the same way that Saul of Tarsus encountered you, let our sons and daughters, our loved ones, let them encounter the living Jesus, the living Jesus that we will never ever, they will never ever be the same. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen, amen. Wow, thank you, Jesus. Mm. Love you, Lord. Mm. Love you, Jesus. God. Yeshua. Oh. Mm. Love you. Mm. Wow. I want to encourage people, text this to somebody right now. You're listening to this. You're watching it. Share it. The glory of God upon you all in Jesus' name. Mm. Wow. I honestly don't know how to end this. <laughs> But Dr. Venner, what is the best way for people to get more information about you and your ministry? They can find me on social media, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. I'm there. I, it's I am Dr. VJ Alston. They can go to my website, drvenneralston.org. That's the easiest way to find me. And I've got a link for you in the book, uh, in the podcast description to the book, Encountering the Living God. I'm going to finish it, this book, right after this on chapter nine. So love it. This wow. is a masterpiece, guys. Again, this was not my typical podcast interview whatsoever. This is the glory of God. Yeah. Thank you, Dr. Venner, for being my special guest on Adventures in the Spirit. You're welcome. Thank you for hosting me. Thank you so much for listening to Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky, a podcast that activates you to live the supernatural life. Subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and share it with your friends. Leave a five-star rate and review, which helps us reach more people with the love and power of the Holy Spirit and partner with us at firebornministries.com. And may you live your best spirit-empowered life and have your own adventures in the Holy Spirit.